Like just for the audience listening, you know, the reason why we do the morning routine and the night routine, I mean, obviously it's your pillars. The whole purpose is so that you can bring that energy and that consciousness throughout your day. What's your really horse's cool. name? Well, I just bought a horse. Her name is Lana. That's also my mom's name. <laughs> no way. Good job. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, but... what, what, what is your time? Like what, what, how long can you hold your breath? Not that it's a competition, oh. but I'm just curious. <laughs> Erica. It... <laughs> <laughs> and then I just got punched in the back of the head and two guys kicking my head in. And I woke up in the hospital. Because I know Adriana popped off for a second, but... Um, um... I don't even know what happened. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to keep it cool right now. My computer completely clunked out, which I gotta say, what happened to you, Brett? Sorry. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the School of Wealthy Living. As always, joined by my soul sister, Adriana. And Hi. today... <laughs> today, we have... Um, an amazing soul brother here, Brett, who is co-founder of Mindful Meds. And if you've tuned in before, you know we are lovers <laughs> and partakers <laughs> in Mindful Meds. Hey. Um, something, yeah, hey, yeah. if you can see us on Spotify, Even my happy days. he's holding them up. <laughs> yeah. um, so oh, it's I functional it. and active <laughs> mushrooms. And it's really helped me with a very difficult period of my time. And even now just with you know, daily expression, creativity, flow. But I really found them at a time where I was very highly anxious and um, going through a lot of stress and overwhelm. So I'm really excited to have you here, Brett. So thank you first and foremost for coming on and really sharing your wealth of knowledge and your background. Um, maybe you could just tell the listeners a little bit about um, yourself and your background and however you want to weave that into the conversation because I know we're going to go down the rabbit hole a little bit today yeah i love it we were talking earlier i love the rabbit hole so i'm here for it <laughs> thank you guys so much for having me I'm, I'm pumped to be here and thank you for the support and uh it means the world to me that something i'm so passionate about can have uh positive effects for people and and integrate with these different areas of optimization and healing and everything else so yeah for me um i kind of had this yeah this unorthodox journey or maybe orthodox hard to say these days but into uh mushrooms i was coming out of high school decided to not go the hockey route that was in front of me and um kind of got into a lot of a bit of a destructive time of my life where i was like working in the oil field drinking every night, eating 7-Eleven every day. And just this was that 16-hour kind of regular Albertan thing. And um, and then I just hit a spot where I was just like, yeah, I got to get out of this. So I moved to Calgary. Um, I got into business school and I started training at the gym and training for ultra marathons. And uh, my dad was really into it at the time. So he he's the one who got me into it. But through that, I was starting to study like different diets and nutrition and natural. Uh, and I got, yeah, it was really into natural stuff. And I was, at that time, there was a lot of like hype diet stuff going on. Like there still is, but like really like keto was a big one at that time. That was kind of like, that was probably like 10 years ago now, but um, it just still didn't, these things didn't make sense to me because there was elements that were really good, but there was pieces where I was, it didn't resonate. And um, I started getting into whole food nutrition and I just felt so amazing, like just eating real food. And I'm like, I can have a burger, but I just have a grass fed burger with non-pasteurized cheese. And like, I feel good after. And like, it was just kind of blowing my mind. It really popped things open for me. And uh, through that, I found mushrooms and I then at that time, there wasn't much going on in North America, but I was finding all these studies online in Asia. And there are these, these, these beautiful tinctures and medicines that have been used for centuries and had all these like insane results with cancer and, and uh, gut health and immunity and all these things. And I'm like, how is no one talking about this? And uh, so I got my hands on some cordyceps and it was really helping me with my energy at the time I wasn't drinking coffee. And um, it all of a sudden I was noticing my 10K, I knocked off like 10 minutes. My 20K, I knocked off like five minutes. Cool. My 30K, I knocked off like three minutes. And my 40K was like what I was pushing toward. And I was like, this, there's something, there's really something here. Like I, I this is, I'm getting a noticeable uh, effect here. And, and then that just started my dive into the rabbit hole of mushrooms. Like, um, so I started just doing different courses. I got really into Paul Stamets. I read all his books. I, uh, yeah, I was just doing outside programs while I was still doing business school. And, um, then I started getting into herbology and mixing in herbs with the mushrooms. And I started making my own blends. Um, fast forward to power engineering school. I went into engineering school and I was, I graduated business, still wasn't really 
yeah, finding alignment in, in my life. So I ended up going to engineering school. I'm like, uh, so I kind of root back to, to that oil field that I had known. And, um, I was like, oh, I can work half the time. I can figure out how to turn this mushroom thing into a business. And then that kind of led into just getting into the normal way of life. And I started to forget things and, um, not forget things, but you know how it goes, you kind of fall into that rhythm. And, uh, I got, I was out one night with, uh, some friends from school. I, we were leaving a bar and I lost my friends and I tapped this one guy on the shoulder. Older, and he's like, don't fucking touch me. I'm like, All right, man, just chill. And then I just got punched in the back of the head and two guys kicking my head in. And I, uh, Gosh. yeah, it was a pretty extreme event. And, and I woke up in the hospital to this, this um, nurse being like, do you know what happened to you? Have you, you know, like you almost died. You almost lost your eye. You've had a severe head trauma and ended up having to have emergency eye surgery and they went to prison. It was this whole traumatic event. Wow. And um, yeah, and through that was this real spiritual awakening for me. Mm-hmm. I was like, cause I had so much anger, you know, I had so much fear and I didn't know where to put it. I'd always been a pretty happy-go-lucky guy, like um, saw the world differently, but still had that like, yeah, it was, it's all good kind of mentality, right? And had all this anger and and through that, I ended up finding Buddhism and applying these Buddhist techniques to like a parking lot scenario thinking about how other people might be having a bad day and it actually isn't about you at all and like that really helped this this spiritual awakening for me and um through that also I was taking lines main was doing some maca routine and I and I was able to heal like my face didn't look normal <laughs> like it does today so so I I applied a lot of that healing and the, the speed I was able to heal at. I was on bed rest for a month and I was able to heal healed almost completely i still have half vision in my one eye and nerve damage and stuff but how um, how long ago was this for you um that would have been i was 24 so that was sorry that was nine years ago but wow. Yeah, yeah. I, I and, think uh, like that's so interesting that that was. I mean, all these things that happen, and you know, the trauma that comes out of a situation like that is obviously heavy. But looking back, you're almost a decade past that event. Like, do you find that you know that was divine intervention in your life, and can you see that sort of fork in the road of where you were going versus this happening and on the trajectory that you're on now? Because I think a lot of people that are in it, it's hard to get that perspective of like, this is happening for me and not to me, which is, you know, really the perspective that can help you through those type of things. So what is your perspective like on that? And for everyone that missed it, maybe, cause I know Adriana popped off for a second, but, um, um I don't even know what happened. Like, <laughs> I'm, I'm just trying to keep it cool right now. My computer completely clunked out, which I got to say, When we're speaking with Pam, which I know you know, but for the listeners, our quantum healer, and we get into some conversations, the electronics go haywire. So I don't know why. I know, it's crazy, right? So just like cliff notes real quick, like what happened to you, Brett? Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. It's totally okay. Um, So I was like, yeah, I was just in the, I had moved from business school to power engineering and I was in my last year and I was out with some friends and we were leaving a bar and I lost them and I... I saw him talking to this group of guys and I tapped the fellow on the shoulder and I was like, Hey, you see those guys you were chatting with? And he's like, don't fucking touch me. And he lost his mind. No. And then I was like, all right, man, just chill. It's all good. And then I got probably 10 feet ahead and I just got hit in the back of the head. And then two guys just kicked me to oh till almost gosh. death. Yeah. And, but they ended up getting arrested and I woke up in the hospital to this, this nurse, like, hey, you know, like, do you know what happened to you? Like, can you remember who you are? Uh, you almost died. You, you might lose your eye. Like all these, all these things. That was, um, and so I had like a broken orbital bone, bone, severe eye damage, uh, which turned out to be permanent retina scarring, like nerve damage and stuff. And I was wow. on bed rest for a month and a severe head trauma. And, um, but through that, which I found, I, I was taking lines made, which I really provide a lot to, to the healing. Like, you know, I don't want to say that's, that would, but for me personally, I think it was a huge piece. Um, and, and then I was, I was mentioning that it was this real spiritual awakening for me. Cause I was a really happy go lucky guy. I had, just so much anger. I couldn't figure out like why someone would do that to someone. Why, um, 
why me? You know, I think a lot of these things that a lot of us go through in these these moments of our lives. And um, but through that, I found this book. It was it was uh, audio book. I can't remember if my mom gave it to me or how, how I came across it. But I was landscaping somewhere in between uh, university and. I was listening to this book and it was referring these Buddhist principles to like a parking lot scenario, like where someone's like flipping you off or freaking out or everyone's cutting each other off. You don't know if, you know, that guy's maybe his daughter was sick or maybe his wife had left him that day. You don't know what's going on in these people's have, lives. Just, may I ask you, have you forgiven those people that did that to you? Like, can you just imagine where their mental state was at to have to feel like that was okay to to do that to another human like have you been able to forgive yeah completely and um it was a process and it was one of those ones that it was a few years later when but i remember when i had we had just finished our final exams and uh finishing engineering school and we were in the pub having a celebratory drink and um i got a call and it's like hey it's suzanne from so-and-so penitentiary and i'm like hello hey and she's like, um, so-and-so has been uh, up for letting out early on good behavior. And this is now like three, three years, three or four years later. And I had honestly didn't, couldn't quite pinpoint when, but since that book and started to apply those principles and started the perception shift, I had really gotten to a place where I did forgive them. And I realized that day that, yeah, I truly had forgiven them when at first I was having before that I had had that awakening moment I was having these visions of going there and kicking their door down and beating them with bats and like these things that were just so out of out of anything I'd ever thought about before and and it was like that real shift over that time period and then as my uh, spiritual practice evolved and my my self-work journey evolved I um yeah I've continued to see more how that was these these people acting out of their own pain their own trauma right and it really has nothing to do with you I was that conduit we had that thing thing that where we came together and it was actually it's actually a scenario that I hold very sacred now and I, I'm very grateful for well that's it's like what Erica said there was now where I came in here but it's almost like that experience was a spiritual awakening and healing for the both of you in a way like for you to find Completely. your your journey and your new path and for this person to experience the repercussions, but be on good behavior to leave early. It just seems like that was such a growth moment for the both of you. Totally. And, you know, like, I I don't know what his journey was in prison, but I'd imagine mm -hmm. if, if he was um, able to see it that way, that these types of moments we create for ourselves to have that on his own end too, right? So, so I think that it's really curious how we come together even with people and it's just for a second that we've we've never met you know but um yeah. but yeah it's something i it's it took a long time and it was a really yeah painful process but like i think these types of things show up for all of us in all sorts of different ways right so yeah it's a story i never really told until recently where i identified the lines made piece but then that piece that you guys bring up i think it's important to because we all have these moments in our lives and and they can and it's feeling them working through them and not pushing it away. But also when we get to that point and we get to that evolution, what, what it gives, what it gives and yeah. the empowerment that we get from it. I think too, totally. with this forgiveness piece, like it's such a key point. It's a thing that's co coming up more now, but you know, it really is talking about the heart chakra and this heart opening and the path to ascension. People think it's, you know, you're going to ascend or go up, but it really like that is the heart is the gate to those higher chakra centers. So without total forgiveness and forgiveness of others, but forgiveness, I know the hardest one was for me is forgiveness of self because I had to come to terms of the situations I put myself in and my, you know, my play in all of this, because it's really easy to, you know, say, oh, well, it was them. And if you were, you know, in terms of like the victim in this scenario, whatever have you, but really taking ownership over that and forgiving myself was a really interesting path. And it actually took a lot more effort in a way of really getting to that place. But I find that that's what a lot of people are going through. It's like this alchemy, right? It's like the balancing of everything right now is coming into play. And people are now realizing like, if I haven't forgiven these past traumas or these betrayals or these things that happened in my past, it's either manifesting as more disease and more energetic chaos, or they're alchemizing it and they're able to kind of master that life force. And that's allowing them to now go to rapid ascension, rapid 
you know, progression in their consciousness and all of these things. So what happened, like, let's fast forward into that. And then now like bring us up to speed of how you got involved in, you know, a microdosing company and, you know, being the formulation expert behind it. Cause I think a lot of people in our audience, they don't realize like you can make profit out of your passion and that's okay. And that should be your God-given gift to bring that to the world and receive compensation for it. So how did you bring, you know, you talked about business school, you talked about your other work. How did you bring this into actually creating a company out of something you're so passionate about and helped you? Yeah. Yeah. It's so basically, so I had done and I finished engineering. I was doing um, the downtown thing working and it was just kind of falling back into that, that pattern. And I was just, it, it just never resonated. And I always wanted, I continued to study mushrooms and natural health. And I always wanted to start a functional mushroom company because I still didn't see a company that was focused on what these these uh, mushrooms could bring and uh, sold everything, ran off to Australia and was like, I'll figure it out out here. Um, got a van. <laughs> I yeah, love how you yeah. had like, I love how this whole time <laughs> your avatar has stayed consistent though in regards to like literally your physical appearance. Like you had hockey guy with the long hair and now we're like Auss Aussie guy with the hair and now we're like microdosing master hair like you've just kept the avatar consistent all the way through though like i love this <laughs> well thank you thank you it's uh yeah it's funny how it's worked out and i was just i had gotten into surfing years before and i was like i'll oh, just so go surfing surf and guy live in my bed like, what else can we do with the hair like waiting for you to turn into a cowboy or something at some point like yeah. you know i know well working downtown calgary there is some uh poser cowboy pictures floating around to me for sure <laughs> <laughs> but but yeah I was living like this what I thought was my perfect life like I I was um living in my van I was still studying mushrooms and I was just figuring out like how I could work online and yeah continue to live on the beach surf every day I was at this beautiful beach no one around this time of year and I'm doing a meditation out on the point and I go for a swim this pot of dolphins comes in and then I'm swimming with these dolphins and having this magical morning and I come out and I'm sitting on the beach and I just felt empty. Like, I just felt like I'm not doing what I'm supposed to be doing. What the, like, what am I doing? And um, from there, I ended up just coming back to Canada. Um, I had some family stuff going on. And I was having this other, this next kind of phase of my spiritual awakening, I think, of sorts. And and it was really just that, that knock that kept knocking, like, follow your path, follow your path. And every time I'd veer off, it was something that... Um, would come back and and through that I was doing a lot of shadow work I was diving into some stuff I was back working corporate in Calgary and trying to figure out my next move how do I do it and um but through that I got introduced to a study that was going on and that was my partner Keegan was running um a microdosing trial and at that time he didn't really know where to take it but he had had um a really profound experience with it uh moving through some addiction stuff using the microdose through that I started, so I got introduced. I never used psychedelics in that way. I I knew all this stuff about functional mushrooms. And at that time, now I'd been incorporating a lot of different mushrooms at different times, and uh, but only used psychedelics in like party atmosphere. And uh, right away, like the first day I'm on this trial, this microdosing, I'm, I was doing some research stuff and I had been diagnosed with ADHD when I was my first year of university. And because of finding the natural wellness I never wanted to take the pharmaceutical so it was always just something I battled with but if you read like 10 pages you got to go like eight pages back like it's exhausting right like it's like you to actually um get going it just took forever um but I immediately was seeing that I, all these thoughts of jumping to the next thing weren't as prominent as they were. And I could like compartmentalize like I never could before. I was getting through a chapter and I really didn't have to go back at all. And then, then I was on a one day on two day off schedule. I was noticing this on my days off and that was just right away. And I, I was fortunate to have some other practices I was integrating in and I was really at a time in my life where I really wanted to expand and work for myself and do these things. So I was doing lots of self-help books, doing lots of just diving into wherever I could. So it did help to bring it in into those different arenas, but it mainly it was like my ADHD was actually, I was learning very quickly. It was a superpower, not a hindrance. Yeah. Through that time I connected with Keegan and I was telling him what I was trying to do with starting a functional mushroom company and we, and he didn't know anything about functional mushrooms. I didn't know anything about microdosing. We started collabing and, and then we ended up teaming up. And uh, fast forward, yeah, we ended up moving to the Okanagan because of the current environment. 
or sorry, I should say one other piece is we, this all happened, this trial, right as COVID happened. So then we couldn't meet in person and everything was online and there wasn't as much communication and community around it. And, but what was happening was there's this abundant need for the medicine because everyone's in this mental health and, and going through their own things. And I, I, you know, I look back on it now and I really see it as this worldwide spiritual awakening in a mm -hmm. sense, right? Like it's kind of like, like that, that incident with the jumping in the, it's just like, but all happening Collective at once. trauma and then collective healing. <laughs> <laughs> totally, right? Because it's oh. like, everyone was just here, go in this, go in your house, stay there and like, look at, look at well, yourself. I didn't know when I, <laughs> when I found you guys, when I find mindful meds, I didn't know you guys had just launched. Like in my head, I was like, oh, this company has been a around for a while and all of these things. So it was very interesting. Like the time in life where I think it came out to the market was so needed and that's why you guys able like were able to have so much success right out of the gate is because there was a real need and it got exacerbated by everyone having to be inside and not connecting to things that they once love or having a sense of community. So I know for me, it was very like impactful, but that was one of the biggest shockers. I was like, oh, wait, like they had just launched during this period, which most businesses, you know, it was downhill for them in that time. So it's really cool to see that you guys found a pocket that was really serving this big need. Yeah, totally. And and so grateful for that. And and through that experience, through that trial, we also saw 19 out of the 20 people have these life-changing experiences. And some of the people were, they'd gone through the pharmaceuticals, they had gone through therapists and they were just, they were on their like last rope and they were really open about that. And um, it was enough to pop them out of that, to go back to those techniques and give them that bump so we were like wow there's really something here but we wanted to make sure we were doing everything we could and then when we were trying to connect with health canada and stuff that obviously with the current climate there was no one even we could talk to but we were in this yeah this predicament where we were like we really there's an abundant need for this medicine so we continued to work share with our community in our community in calgary bc continued to evolve so we were like we've got to get out there and start making community and felt this draw really not knowing what it was and I look back on that too, and just that alone has been such a, a gift from this project because the community here and how it's it enabled me to grow the community in Calgary and connect with all the beautiful healers and stuff we have in the Okanagan. It's really a special place. And then through these different events and connect, you know, with other people and start to really like the mycelium network connect these communities. It's been so cool. <laughs> the um, mushrooms are doing it like in the earth, but also throughout. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah, so we ended up coming out here. We didn't actually launch a product for or the website until we're just come, coming up to like two and a half years now. So so we were already in it for about two, a year and a half, two years. What, like. Just curious on that, like what, what type of challenges do you guys face initially? Because a lot of our audience are entrepreneurs, you know, they're really trying to pave their own way. What were some of those initial startup challenges and how did you guys kind of navigate it? Because, you know, there's no handbook, you know, a lot of people don't know what they don't know their first go around. Um, so I think any, any value you could give would be really great for everyone to hear. Yeah, definitely. Um, so for me, I was I was still working a full time job and doing um, the mindful stuff on any days off and weekends, and then and then Keegan. So we didn't take a salary until probably yeah like two years in, which was quite challenging. Um, and we were I really think that's very real though. Like, way. thank you for being honest because. Yeah. We always say to our clients, like, don't quit your nine to five until your five to nine is paying you the same or totally. more of your nine to five, because it's really hard to create abundance out of lack or scarcity. And so when you do, you know, like if people are just, oh, I'll just quit my job and just go all in, it's like, that may not be the yeah. best path or energetically. Feel yeah. Good, right. So, I mean, that's, that's really great to hear because I think a lot of people think it's going to be a six months and then I'm going to, you know, make all this money and I can leave and it's all glamorous. But the reality of a startups, it's like, you got to be in it for like, your mentality has to be like, I'm doing this for the next 10 years and it's worth that sacrifice. And even if I build something that I truly love and I make, you know, my escape plan out of the nine to five, then that's worth it to me. You know, whereas totally. I think people are chasing these like get rich quick schemes online <laughs> and then they burn totally. out. Yeah. And I think that's it, right? And I, I think it's about, because it's really navigating that line of when is it time to go all in and when yeah. is it time to like still do both to set yourself up so you can go all in and, and do it with success. Mm -hmm. Even I've been reading, um, oh, sorry, I'm forgetting his name, the uh, creator of Lululemon, um, his book recently. Oh, 
Chuck Wilson? Chip, Chip Wilson. Chip. Chip there Wilson. we go. <laughs> um, but he he talks about when he was he had gone he had come sold West Beach and then he was starting Lulu, but then they were in a time where they needed some finance and he went back to go work with West Beach and their new owners for a bit just to get this next take them get the finance get them to the next level but that meant like leaving it in the hands and trusting the people he was leaving it in the hands with but being able to navigate gate that for yourself i think is, is extremely important because if we just then you end up putting yourself in that in that fear vibration and creating just more of those lessons I, right i've just made a post about that in regards to how intuition is so important with business like your intuition to know when to strike the target, but also the intuition to know when an opportunity maybe isn't right for you or when you've hit a dead end and you reroute or when you know your intuition tells you it's worth the pursuit. So just curious as a full-time entrepreneur, what what, uh, what do you do to get your mind right to do for your intuition to be at its finest to be able to make these decisions? Because I think a lot of people, um, Eric and I are very passionate about teaching entrepreneurs that being mindful and meditation and breath work is so important on an entrepreneurial journey. And we also see like a lot of very um, go, 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 push it forward type of entrepreneurs, almost like discredit morning routines or say they're not important and just wake up, have your coffee, get to work and do the thing. And we personally speak against that. We feel like that's, you know, you're going to burn out at one point that doesn't serve everyone. And so just curious, what is your perspective around mindfulness in correlation to entrepreneurship and what do you do? Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I'm on the same uh, boat as you guys. I actually think it is more important than pushing your company forward just nonstop because if we don't make this for me personally, if I don't make that time, I, I actually wake up at five every morning and, and give myself till seven to eight o'clock to have my morning routine. Cause it's that important to me. And that like, I come out of, you know, have a lucid meditation and then I do a Vegas nerve breath work. And then I do a Wim Hof breath work in the sun. And then I do a cold dip and then I come and then I start getting that sounds like heaven. Stuff. <laughs> yeah, so honestly i'm so grateful for it like, like, it's been an evolving thing yeah and um it's something i talk to people a lot about it's not like two hours is pretty extreme but if you want like starting just even like 20 to 30 minutes to so just even like a vagus nerve breathwork which is so easy and relaxing but that that aligns the system and to me i don't know how you tune into your intuition without aligning the system right mm -hmm. yeah um i really love uh the heart math institute has done some really cool work with coherence and being able to when we're in this coherent state and that's just when we're in that that nasal breath that we can tune into our and um tune into ourselves into our body and and that's to me when i'm able to tune into my intuition and and listen to what 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 is right for me and and that's that i think evolve always evolving uh, connection with ourselves and that comes to me through the self-work and the self-discovery right like these emotions that come up if we're there's a time in our day when we always get agitated when we talk to bob by the water cooler or whatever what is it what is the reflection for me there that is causing that irritation like what is that that trauma inside me if we want to call it that or whatever happened there's something that happened along my life that the symphatic nervous system is causing a release there right so then I can start to unwind that and see if, if it's something for me where it's an evolution of a self-discovery or if it's something that like this isn't right or if it's something that is a resistance to lean into for my own evolution, right? So, it, and it's starting to, to start to navigate and learn and it can be really like all over the place sometimes as I'm sure you guys and your listeners know. But um, yeah, I've really started to make that my practice in, in that every moment of every day, just use tuning into that awareness. What are, what feelings are going on in my body? Cause that can kind of be my roadmap to, to my intuition, to, to use it and to like what's going on in, in the reality I'm creating. Yeah. And what you just said there is so powerful. And I hope like just for the audience listening, you know, the reason why we do the morning routine and the night routine, I mean, obviously it's your pillars, you know? 
The whole purpose is so that you can bring that energy and that consciousness throughout your day. So as you practice it, and that's really what you're saying is like, as an entrepreneur, it's same thing with the athlete mindset. It's like, why do athletes train is so that when they're at the game day, there's no thought involved. It's literally, I know the play, I know the energy, I know everything. So if you're meditating and you're creating that peace of heart, peace of mind, peace of home, and then you, something happens or chaos <laughs> happens in life, you are that eye of the storm and you're able to navigate. And it's a beautiful process to see people, you know, awaken to that. They don't need to be a victim of their circumstance. They don't need to be a victim of the things that happen in their business. And it's one that personally I had to like quite literally tell myself I'm getting off of this roller coaster like when my business does this I cannot emotionally do this anymore and that's mm -hmm. just a self-choice at the end of the day it's like it sounds so simple it's difficult to do but it's actually a very simple choice to say I am you know the master of my life force I can control how I'm going to bring my energy to every situation so you know I love that you touched on this and especially from a male's perspective because I, I feel like <laughs> we're always so, <laughs> but it's so important because I think that a a lot of people think that what you just mentioned is like of a feminine quality, but that divine masculine is really evolving too, mm -hmm. like along with everything. So it's just, it's so powerful when you say it. I'm really grateful that you said that. Yeah. Oh, and thank you. Yeah, no, it's been, it's been something so powerful for me and that started to cut you off air that morning piece. I do like a gratitude meditation. So I'm also setting those goals. I'm setting those things, those affirmations in place so I can utilize those during the day and for me that's just so powerful right like it's mm -hmm. like then you're you're really setting those those out into your day and you can revisit them anytime you're feeling overwhelmed or you when we're focusing on things we're grateful for we can't focus on fear we can't focus on anger Right. Well, I love that you brought that up because I know we're all science nerds here. So we can get into a little bit of the science part of it because we know that neurons that fire together wire together. And if you're cultivating that state of gratitude, of love, of bliss, of happiness in the morning, those synapses are firing. And guess what? That's going to be pulling these neurons to create stronger and you know better neural pathways instead of that pathway of fear or of anxiety or whatever your natural state is. So can you speak to, I think we've had the sidebar conversation before almost like the addiction to certain emotions and how that's actually a chemical response in your body and how are like from a science perspective how are we actually reprogramming it through the neuroscience and through our body's actual biological response to these emotional chemicals yeah totally and that's what's so cool about all this stuff right is like the microdosing just it all ties together because it's like where the we microdosing <laughs> is really powerful yeah yeah it's so good right because like like that statement you said, when you're in gratitude, when you're in these, you're also that vibration, that emotion, your cells, you're holding that in your heart, your cells are holding that. So you're also like a magnet going to start pulling that. So all of a sudden your reality around you is that when we're in that fear vibration and we're holding that in our cells, our cells are that lower charge, what's going to gravitate towards us? More of that fear, more of that pain, more of that stuff, right? So similar with the microdosing in that essence. So basically the psilocybin breaks down in the body to a molecule called psilocin. And this is almost identical to, to serotonin. When we get that serotonin boost, we get that, we get that neuroplasticity in the body or in the brain, sorry. And um, is that why, is that why at the beginning of like a microdose journey, you get like the giggles and you laugh so much? Yeah, totally. It can be <laughs> for sure. It's supposed, it's supposed to be like a sub-perceptual dose, right? So it's supposed to be that like very subtle thing, but like there is finding that, that point. And if and I don't we, know, are, that we get the batch. giggles, we get helping. That late, yeah. that lad, most recent Inspire Batch you said, Erica and I are like, we got a message, Brett, like, did they up the dose or something? Because this is that's a good time. Said, yeah. Yeah. We just got more in tune. That's what we found yeah. out. We're like, okay, it's not different. It's us. We're different. Yeah, yeah. Um, we do but, test every batch and we do take it through yeah. a right frequency yeah. device, which I could dive into after too and charge it and all Love these that. good things. But um and the Inspire is that one where it does aid that little inspiration, that, that giggles <laughs> and that thing, right? I love it. But yeah. but that serotonin, it is. It's the happiness molecule, right? Like it is one as well as like dopamine and, and as well. But um, the serotonin, so when we get that, we get that activity. It's a really prominent time to, first off, it's, it's allowing these anxieties and stuff to not feel so overwhelming and constricting. So then we start to like be able to, like with the ADHD, for example, you don't feel like you have to jump, then you have that ability to compartmentalize your task. So then through that is that that what uh, fires together, wires together. Now you're starting to train the brain in how it goes, right? And then that starts to become, and the more we do that, 
become starts to become our new habit, our new belief system. And then that's that once that's over, that happens over time, but that will happen when we're not microdosing because that's now a new, a new pattern, a new, new. So the, the same way it works backwards where we're always, you know, when it's because we've been thinking that way all the time. So all we're trying to do is create that flow, create that spark so we can input new belief system, just like a software upgrade on a computer, right? We're just trying to do that more readily and create more ease in the process. Does that explain it? it? That was, yeah, yeah, that was beautifully said. And I find like a good analogy, and I know we've brought this up on screen before, is like the classic emotional frequency and the spiral down is where most people are. Whereas when we get to that neutrality, which is I find breath work and these, you know, microdosing and other modalities help us get to neutral. So then we can start to spiral up because it's really hard to start from like, anger or betrayal or depression to go to bliss like that's such a far jump and so people are like i'm supposed to meditate and be in bliss state it's like no that's not you know that's not the first step the first step is getting to a neutrality so it's like i'm not triggered i'm not angry it's like i can feel that emotion and and express it and let it out but then it dissipates and i can find this like just neutral neutral point like it is what it is what happened happened i did the best i could I'm okay. Like I'm okay with it. And then that's when we start to build these higher level emotions and we can like climb it like a rung of a ladder, like one emotion to the next emotion to find that eventually unconditional love, you know, bliss, if we can get there that morning. But I find a lot of people, so maybe you could speak on this because a lot of, a lot of people that are new to meditating or breath work, it's like they're trying, they're really trying. And I find, especially with morning routines, we come across this a lot with clients that implement a morning routine and then it becomes just another chore and they're all anxious about it. And they're like, I didn't do it. Like, I'm sorry. You know, almost like we're a coach and they're like checking in with us being like, I'm sorry, I didn't do my morning routine. Like, that's not the point. You should feel good. Like I'm I'm (laughs) so excited when I wake up in the mornings to do my morning routine. Like I want to go to bed early to wake up to do my morning routine. (laughs) But can you speak to that? Because a lot of people have a hard time just with that initial integration. And I kind of, like you said before, I have a small 20 minute routine that it's like when I want to get up and go and start my day, get to the gym, I have 20 minutes, but I still do it. And then I have a 60 minute or two hour that I do on weekends or days that I know I have that space. So I don't feel rushed because the worst thing is to go into a meditation feeling rushed or stressed or busy. That's really what we're trying to do is (laughs) peel back that and reset our state. So we're not rushing into our day and continuing to be productive and busy and be on that hamster wheel all day. So what are some things that you recommend or how do people just start really? Yeah. Yeah. And it's so important too, right. To just touch on that, like coherent state that we mentioned that homeostasis state, that's when the body is in that neutral state. So that's when we're all not, we have this we're producing all these molecules naturally, right? So supplements, we're supplementing when to get our body back to that state. So mm-hmm. why these like morning routines, these meditative um, processes can be so powerful is because when we get to that um, coherence, our body's working naturally, right? So then we are going to get back into balance, right? And then, yeah, so I think we get caught up on feeling like we're doing it wrong or we have to do it or it's this this is the way Erica does it. So I got to do it this way, right? Like it's, it's really not a one size fits all model. And I think it can be something that like what works for you and take the pressure off. Like if you're, if you accidentally slept in, it's all good. Well, how much time do you have? Five minutes, do a five minute, just even like a vagus nerve is like that, that like, just like breathing in and going, you know, and it's, but that's actually connecting to the vagus nerve and that hum that you do will actually like activate it. So then you just feel two or three of those and you feel really just like zen and really in that coherence and just something like that can help us like start to just feel good and then we feel good and we're like oh that wasn't so bad right and then we can kind of like integrate other things in i like that wim hof breath work because i like trying to hold my breath as long as i can for some reason i don't know why um but what what is your time like what what how long can you hold your breath not that it's a competition but i'm just curious like erica (laughs) it varies i think the longest i've done is four minutes and 20 seconds wow Wow. i know i know and i'm not even a cannabis guy the uh the hair says um, otherwise i'm just kidding (laughs) yeah um but yeah so like that one for me was a really easy place to start because it it's it's focusing on the on the diaphragm which is really powerful because you're starting to build that connection to your through the mind body um and then you just you're breathing 
So you can't really focus on if you're doing it right, if you're breathing, right? And that in itself is is a meditative state. So for me, the breath work has been really powerful to, to be the source of like, okay, my mind is going crazy. I can't calm it down. I'm going to go to my breath because that I can control, right? Yeah. And then that, then the mind will start to slow. So different tactics like this, depending on the different, on the different people to me is are ways that we can, can kind of piece it together. And I think a main one being is not worrying if we're doing it right. There's no doing it right when it's whatever works for you. Supplementation, yeah. all these things, we're, we're all different, right? So we're just trying to give tips for you to find out what works for you. So it's, it's about, it's about, yeah, just kind of releasing that, that pressure that, that this, there's only one way to do it and that yeah. whatever works, it could just be even dancing or, you know, and doing shakes or whatever it is to, to get that flow. Well, and I love like, we're in the age of Aquarius and I know there's going to be retrograde and all these things happening, but our Kundalini instructor talked about, you know, this is really the age of experience. And so before, you know, thousands of years ago, you might've had to be a yogi and practice it for, you know, decades in a cave to really get to these altered states where it's now it's like two minutes of breath work can be transformational for your day, but it's really just flexing that mental muscle of doing it and feeling good about it. And I love the one that you shared about vagus nerve, because like, I know being in sales, like it can be very stressful and sometimes, you know, you lose a deal or deals don't happen or whatever. It's like, how do you change your emotional state and your vibrational state after something doesn't go your way or how you wanted it to. It's like in the car, that's quick. You can do that. Like you, you get in your car, you take two minutes and do this vagus nerve breath work and you can really reset your state, which can really help people not start to spiral downwards because it's usually like incident happens, emotional state. And then it's this whole thing that just creates this whole collision of other things. Um, so thank you for sharing that one. What is, I think my, yeah. some people might not know what a vagus nerve is. What is the vagus nerve and how, how does that help us in terms of just relating it back to the science? Yeah, totally. Um, so the vagus nerve is our second largest data highway, basically stemming from our gut and all the way up our whole body to the, to our brain. And it's actually a huge proprietor to, um, our happiness, like our, our serotonin and dopamine releases and, and it's communicating directly is throughout the body, but mostly with the gut. So I, I, I ended up studying it when I was building this uh, immunity blend because our immunity stems from our gut and another fascinating piece. And when we're in the society that we're in, when we're in fight or flight state, when we're stressed, are we go to that caveman running away from the tiger mode, right? Where we actually send more blood to the back of our brain, which is our like reaction part of our brain. And then we also, and then we send the blood to our arms and legs, but not really much. So there's enough to survive and everything else, but it's, it's designed, the body's got it designed. So it's that 20 minute to get away from the tiger, right? React before you think kind of thing. And that's all programmed cellularly within us. And and when we're in these fight or flight states, we're not getting any of those nutrients. So our gut suffers. And then the vagus nerve is like sending a signal that, you know, my gut's not happy. So then you're feeling lazy. You're not feeling happy. You're feeling unmotivated, these types of things. So it really stems from the gut. But that vagus nerve is that data highway. And it's a, a really powerful um, circuit, I guess, is a really simple way to describe it. So cool. We're doing that right now, actually, in our morning kundalini practice but um the mantra is not om it's ong o-n-g so you interlace the fingers together you keep just the ring fingers up like this so it's like almost like a like your bow and arrow so it's closing in on opportunities because oh, cool. we know that february is all about uh it's a one in the universal lunar calendar right yeah. so uh closing in on opportunities creating what have you so this is at your navel point and you're shooting up 60 degrees you do a little bit of a neck lock and you breathe in and oh, I love that. So it just vibrates. So your top palate, back of your throat goes right up, and it's like. So I believe we're 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 hitting that data highway. So <laughs> for sure, it's crazy, away. right? Like how powerful those just even like these these vibrations and and totally. in ancient times, like some of these like hearing some of these guys in ceremony when they sing, they hit these different notes, and you feel it in your body, and it's totally. just it's been when used for centuries. Okay, so tying this all together, word on the street is that you're curating a program or a course 
type deals. So yeah. do you mind speaking more onto what that looks like? Are you incorporating these type of modalities in there? Like what is, what is, what are you working on right now? Yeah. Well, you know, thank you guys for everything that you're doing because it's like, I've incorporated everything that we've talked about into this protocol. And the mm -hmm. real goal is to add a morning routine with, um, a mantra affirmation piece. So when we do lose that deal, we do have that anxiety or fear or anger come up that we're, we're able to get into coherence, process it, feel it, but also use it as an opportunity because what's happening, right? We're, we're being shown the opportunity to start to reprogram. So if we can then use that opportunity as, you know, thank you for the lessons that I learned in what, in losing this deal so I can make more money in the future or I have a more run abundance coming my way in the future. Or if we get that, anxiety feeling when we got to pay our phone bill because we're like that's a, a belief system around money it's like can we use that anxiety feeling to feel it but then say what we're grateful for thank you for for being in the abundance to be able to pay this phone bill so i can receive more money in return right okay. so if we can start to use these times as not that we're looking for them but when they do show up as a time opportunity to get to know ourselves deeper and plug in new programs we can utilize the medicine to hyper speed that up and, and is the theory. And so the program, the protocol is using all these different techniques into one simple um, affirmation uh, mantra that we create ourselves with what resonates for us that we can apply in our daily lives and then integrate the natural medicines to help speed up the process. That's so cool. So how, how can people work with you or if they want to learn more, we'll definitely put your, you know, your social media link so they can connect with you on there. Um, but really what are your offerings right now? Is it going to be solely online? Is there some stuff that you do in person? What are your current offerings for people? Yeah. So right now we're doing, I'm going to be doing some, mushroom talks around like the Okanagan Vancouver area with mindful um, where we can dive all into this stuff it's more education focused on the mushrooms I get into the science and like where we can use it and help um, where we can use it in our daily routines um, and then for the protocol stuff this all la launches in March and will be all online but it'll be uh, a protocol if you choose to do that um, one two-hour session of just if you feel you just want to need a little bit of help of understanding off the start like this is what I have questions about but then I'm just gonna dive into the protocol program and then we're also gonna be doing a mastermind and one-on-one -on -one coaching available if if desired so there'll be the four cool cool amazing well we're really yeah. excited for all of the stuff that you have coming out thank you for the work that you're doing and really sharing this medicine because i even know with um all the listeners that have used our code good vibes 15 <laughs> um i've gotten so much positive response and really people um it's funny there is still a bit of stigma around mushrooms but i very like shared it and we've shared it in genuine ways and um people really seeing how it's helped them and been able to not have just this band-aid solution for some of the things that they're going through, but really creating this, um, shift in, in, in them and helping them with their healing journey. So it's really, really cool to see. And this year being the year of collaboration, I know there's going to be a lot of exciting things coming up and just being in the Okanagan myself, a lot of cool events and just different things happening. So I'm, I'm really yeah. excited to see what happens this next year. And actually a cool testimonial, I don't know if you've heard this one yet, but um, the mindful actually helps me ride my horse better. Like I realized- No that way. Yeah, because when I'm riding her without using it, I notice like I'm a lot more choppy. But when I micro before I go and ride her, I feel like we're like one and we're like moving together. And it's, it's wow. super- freaking cool so uh yeah it's really cool so thank you for that oh, experience. i love that oh i can't oh, wait to you're see so that welcome else. yeah yeah <laughs> thanks so what's your really horse's cool. name well i just bought a horse her name is lana so which ironically oh. in uh sanskrit means light blessed um so you know Beautiful. she's right on she's right on brand <laughs> yeah that's also my mom's name no way <laughs> <Good job. laughs> yeah. wow yeah. Well, just That's so you know, funny. your mom's name means light and blessed. <laughs> I will let her know that. I actually didn't know that. 
That's so cool. Wow. Right before we go, I want to ask you, do you have any book recommendations for the listeners? Anything that has been, you know, life-changing or super cool or just recent stuff that you've been yeah. diving into? Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Like for the science nerds, The Biology of Belief by Bruce Lipton. I'm sure a lot of people have read it, but if you haven't, that one breaking just really took it a layer further for me of like what we can accomplish with our belief systems to our cellular body and that mind body connection, how powerful yeah. it is. And then uh, if it's around money, there is a book called, uh, but I'm forgetting what it's called, which I feel horrible. That about. good. <laughs> it's that so good. good. Yeah. It's that good. But um, you have to text it to me and I'll put it in the show I, notes. I might have to text you. And put it's it in a the really show good notes. book a, in the show notes, guys. It's a, it's a, the good thing is you know the content. But the content is really just how this, how this, um, how money is this energy and like how we look at the world from like our movie kind of thing. And that one for me was like a real breakthrough with with uh, with money. And uh, but yeah, I'm sorry, I forgot the name of it. But no worries. those I'll would be my two. And and any of uh, Greg Braden's work too, with the mirrors yeah. and, and our lives. I, it's been really powerful for me. Love we'll be Greg. excited to have you back on once you launch your book. Hey. Oh, thank you. Yeah. <laughs> and I thought this was really cool. What is the name of your your new company? Nike. Cool. So it's all yeah, in the psyche. The, <laughs> it's all in the psyche. Yeah, it's got that, that old E with the two dots on top because that's what they used to use to pronounce E. And, cool. Um, yeah, yeah. But I called it Psyche Epigenetics because I plan to do uh, take it take it a lot further in, in what we can program and how we can use it to optimize and bring it into sport. And uh, I'd like to bring it into business Joe and, who? and everything else. Yeah. Joe who? Like, <laughs> we got Brett for epigenetics. Bruce who? You're like Joe who? modern yeah. Bruce. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Well, that's what's been so powerful is just, you know, studying all these guys' work and yeah. all the crazy, amazing stuff they've done. And now we're, we're in this generation where we're, we get to apply it and, like, where can we take it in all these different ways, right? So I really appreciate Honestly, what you so... guys do. And yeah, we're so blessed. Like me and Adriana talk about that. Like Bruce, Greg, jo Joe, all of these, you know, people that have really paved the way. And what a blessing we are that we're getting this information so young that we're able to do so much with it because really Bruce like discovered epigenetics. You know what I mean? So, you yeah. know, talk about how much he had to go through to just get to the point of learning all this information. Whereas like, boom, we're getting it so early. So it's really cool to see all these thought leaders in our generation rising up and becoming the trailblazers and the change makers and all of that. So like Thank you blessed. so much. Like yeah. we're blessed. Yeah. It's like we're God-given <laughs> gifts right. or something. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, well, thank you. Thank oh, you so much, it. Brett, for thank being here. Thank you guys here. for having me. Yes, really thank you, Brett. It. And if Thanks. you guys uh, don't mind, we would love a review and share this with a friend if it provided any value. And please go and follow Brett on social media, connect with him. And until next time, stay wealthy, my friends. Arrivederci.